Isn't it funny how we all start off with a plan or conception of what our life and career will look like, but oftentimes we are forced, or maybe we choose, to pivot into something entirely different. Well, this is a podcast where we sit down with celebrities, athletes, and entrepreneurs to hear how they handle these unexpected events. I'm your host, Andrew East. I'm an engineer turned professional athlete turned entrepreneur, and I'm super excited to bring you these stories in order to help you move closer to your dreams, no matter what they look like. Well, do we have a treat for you all today? Today, we sit down with five-time CrossFit athlete, father of Maximus the Golden Retriever, and the man who has a master's in strength and conditioning, Mr. Noah Olson. Now, I really enjoyed this conversation with Noah. He is extremely humble, and he is highly accomplished, and he has some awesome things that he's going to tell you all today. If you want to follow Noah and his insane training regimen and his awesome family, uh, including his dog, you can find him on most platforms at N. Olson. That's N-O-H-L-S-E-N. That's on Twitter and Instagram, and he also has an amazing YouTube channel that's definitely worth checking out. If you go to the YouTube search bar and type in Noah Olson, he'll be right there at the top. Everybody, I'm excited to bring you Noah Olson. Everybody, I am sitting here with what I think will be a good friend of mine in the future, Noah Olson. You're a legend in my book, Noah. Thank you for joining us on the show. Oh, man, my pleasure. Not legend status yet, but I'm working towards it. Thank you. I'm excited to be here chatting with you. I'm glad, glad to have you on. So in, in doing the research for this interview, Noah, I came across that, uh, something that said, when you were in the midst of trying to put on weight, you would drink milk, like an obnoxious mm. amount of milk all the time. And I, gotta yeah. tell you, I tried the gallon challenge twice. I don't know if you've ever done that, but it ended awful both times. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't was- imagine. So, so that, are you talking about trying to drink a gallon of milk in an hour, right? That's the challenge. That's the gallon challenge with milk. And I know that's not exactly what you're doing, but I still can't imagine the stomach. Well, I kind of put a a little twist on that and I just expanded it out. And I said, I'm going to do a gallon of milk a day, every day for, I don't know. I didn't really have a a time frame, but I was like, I'm just going to go for it and just try to get extra calories in that way. And it was uh, relatively short lived. But I think, I think in that time frame, it was probably pretty helpful to pack on the pounds. Because how many calories does a gallon of milk have? It's got to be like... Man, that's, that's a good question. I wish I could ask It's got to be a couple right hundred now. for sure. Yeah, definitely. But you put, on, you put on like 30 or 40 pounds in a short amount of time, right? Yeah, man. It's been about... Um, my weight has kind of gone up and down in the last few years just... For, for different reasons in trying to figure out what the best competitive weight was for me. But when I started doing CrossFit about eight years ago, I was 155. Wow. Right now I'm sitting at like 190. I've gotten up to 200. So yeah, it's, it's been a, a hefty amount of weight gain since my CrossFit journey began. Dude, I was doing CrossFit at 240 and I realized Ooh. it's completely unreasonable. Like you just can't <laughs> hang from a bar or do anything yeah. body weight at that way. So I've, I've dropped to 230. I do CrossFit as my daily workout. It's like, it's the most fun thing That's awesome. about yeah. my day. So um, I'm a geek about it, but super cool. I always love to hear, um, and I think it's important to hear about people's upbringing and their parents and like what they did and just the influence that, that had. So could you talk about that? Like, you know, where totally. you your, your parents and all that? Yeah, man, my pleasure too. Um, I've got two great parents, love them both a ton. And growing up, I would say that they both played significantly different roles. Um, my dad was an athlete growing up his whole life. He played lacrosse for a long time and, and, football and some other sports, but lacrosse was kind of his main thing. And he was a two-time All-American at Brown University lacrosse player. And he kind of coached me through a lot of the sports growing up, whether it was like football and t-ball and then eventually lacrosse myself. I definitely got a lot of that guidance from him. And then on the other side of things, my mom was like the ultimate, like super nurturing, loving, took care of everything from schools to lunches to making sure that we were where we needed to be on time and um she crushed that side of things so I got like a lot of the the loving and nurturing from my mom and definitely some from my dad and and got more of the sports guidance from him so I don't know it it feels now looking back on it like it was a good combo of of having a little bit of guidance and push to kind of steer me in the the sports world and start to learn some principles of being an athlete 
and then to also just have the love and support from family that I feel like you need no matter how old you are or what you're doing for your profession. Yeah. Now you have siblings? I do. I have one younger sister. Oh, nice. Great. Is she in yeah. college or? She is out of college. She lives up in Boston. She's two years younger than me. So she's 25. She's a super cool cat. Love her to death. And uh, yeah, she's a city girl. Nice. What took you to Miami? Because that's where you are now, right? I am. Yeah. You know, I've been kind of working my way down the coast of Florida my whole life. I was born in Providence, Rhode Island. And we moved down to like the West Palm Beach area when I was two. And then 10 years later, kind of jumped down to Fort Lauderdale. And then for college, I actually did my freshman year at Clemson in South Carolina, and then transferred to UM. And I've been down here in Miami since 2010. Nice. So were you, you were pretty happy with the outcome of the, the college football national championship. Yeah, no, not so much. We, they, no? You, UM has, oh, well, Clemson for sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, <laughs> my, first, uh, my first reaction is to think of myself as a UM fan. I got you. Because I, I graduated from there and spent a good amount of time there. But for sure, I've got some love for Clemson. I was actually pumped that they won. Yeah, yeah. How did you like Miami? Because, you know, the football team is uh, infamous, I would say. Yeah, you know, they are, but they didn't have a good season while I was there. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, and they've, they've definitely had their ups and downs, but it's a, a cool place to be a part of the U and the Hurricanes. And it just, they, that carries a certain weight to it. Yeah. Now, did you, you played lacrosse at Miami or? I didn't. No. So I played lacrosse all the way up till high school. And when I was going to high school, we had just moved and I had to kind of make the decision on whether or not I wanted to go pursue kind of a high school, maybe college career in lacrosse or stick with the friends that I had finally just made in my high school and try to find a new sport. And that's what I ended up choosing to do. So my freshman year of high school, I tried running. Wasn't my thing. And it's ironic because looking back on it now, it was, I, I really did not like the pressure of an individual sport. Mm. I liked the team thing where the pressure is kind of distributed and you play your role, but having all eyes on me, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I couldn't handle it at the time. And now that's kind of all that I do is yeah. a professional individual athlete. Um, but after my freshman year of wrestling, I joined the swimming and water polo team and did that for the next three years of high school and then kind of year and a half of college played club water polo. Wow. Water polo. That's gotta be one <laughs> of the most difficult sports to play. I mean, your lung capacity just, it has to be a ma massive, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a unique sport. And I think that kind of transitioning into CrossFit, I definitely did have the advantage of that. Like you're saying, like my aerobic capacity being a little bit better. My, my swimming ability is, probably better than somebody that's never played a, a swimming sport before. So those were two little carryovers that I had, but um, those are sports where you don't do a lot of strength and conditioning. So that was kind of a big gap that I had to make up once I started CrossFit is that I was uh, a breather and not really like a, not much of a meathead. So I had to put on the pounds that we talked about and learn how to lift a barbell and all that stuff. And so you got in, you got into CrossFit your sophomore year at Miami? Correct. Yeah. What's the story behind that? How'd you fall into it? <laughs> it's a funny story. Um, there's a healthy fast food restaurant here in Miami that I went to. And they have like a, a little community poster board where you could pin up like, I don't know, there were different workout facilities and personal trainers and stuff. And there was one that was pinned up on this board that, had a picture of this jacked dude running on the beach and I was like man back in in college I was kind of all about the aesthetics like I just wanted to be jacked and shredded and I was like I want to look just a guy and it was advertising a CrossFit gym I, I had heard of CrossFit but wasn't really familiar with what it was and so I called the number up this guy named Guido Trinidad answered the phone and told me to come try a workout and nine years later that guy's like one of my best friends and one of the biggest influences in my life and it's uh, it kind of all started from from seeing that poster and just diving into it. That's nuts. So every article I read mentioned Guido Trinidad, and oh yeah, you're saying that the first interaction you had with CrossFit was with him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, wow, what are the odds? That is amazing. Yeah, he's a good dude. Where he kind of mentored me through 
the, the beginning stages of CrossFit, I think he saw a little bit of the potential that I had when I started. I just had a knack for certain movements, like you're familiar with some of them, but like being able to come into the gym and I think I got a muscle up in like, I, I think it's, it's more common now for people to get a muscle up in a week or two, but to pick that up right away 10 years ago and to pick up kipping pull-ups the first time I had tried them, he, you know, said there's something special about this guy and invested a little bit more time in me. And uh, I kind of, in getting guidance from him and he was competing at the time at the CrossFit game. So I was able to look up to him and kind of chase him and strive to catch up to where he was. He's definitely played a big role on that side of my life. And then also just as a person, um, uh, I'm bragging on him right now, but he's just a really, really good person. And he's taught me how to be a good friend and leader and dad. And uh, yeah, he's, he's my guy. You mean, you mean dog dad? Is that, Dog dad, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> dad, human dad eventually, but dog yeah. now. Big no, that's, it's great. I love how much you're bragging about him because I always am so curious about the team that allows people to reach the level of success that they, they are at. And it sounds like Guido is definitely a big role in that. Yeah. I know you also have a girlfriend, a longtime girlfriend, Joanne. Um, I do. That's my baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture of you and her. You were in a Speedo, which I was not prepared to look at. <laughs> You know, my bad. Sorry about the that. The quads were rocking on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, the, that was for a little um, duathlon that we did together just for fun. I did a little swim and she did a bike, but I hadn't been in a Speedo since high school, water polo, or I guess college. I, it had been a good five or six years, though, and I had to bump the Speedo size up a few notches. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet, man. So when yeah. you first got into CrossFit is what, 2011, 2012? It was actually 2010. That okay. was when I, I first like started working out in a CrossFit gym, but it wasn't until 2011, 2012 that I started kind of competing in CrossFit and chasing that goal and dream. So it took you three or four years to finally make the CrossFit Games, which was, you know, I'm sure that experience was absolutely wild. But the, the years leading up to it, I mean, you know a little bit about my story. It's not all glamour. Like, you know, people look at you as a five-times CrossFit athlete. Oh, this guy, you know, is just living his dream. But I'm sure those first three or four years, you were just putting in hours. Oh, man. Just about that, that lead-up time. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say you have no idea, but you do have an idea. Um, <laughs> It, it's a process. And I think I was actually, I go through my DMs sometimes I'd, and I'll just kind of get back to people that reach out and say nice things, mean things, whatever. I just try to interact with people. And there was <laughs> a, a kid that sent me a message and said, oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but something along the lines of, um, I'm just not that strong right now. And I wish that I could be slinging around the, the weight that you do as easily as you do. And it's kind of something how I could tell that he didn't realize that I didn't start like that. Like I wasn't the yeah. stuff that I can do now. I literally dreamed of when I first started CrossFit and uh, it's definitely been a long process of being able to work up and build up to where I am now. Um, and I'm still not even where I want to be. There's still a lot of goals that I've yet to achieve within the CrossFit realm, but um it started with, like I said before, having to learn how to use a barbell because it's a pretty big component of CrossFit, mm -hmm. learn all the lifts, put on weight on my body, add weight to the lifts themselves, and then just get even more familiar with kind of some of the skilled movements like the, the handstand stuff and the muscle-up stuff. Um, but, man, it's, it, I went from basically with Guido and some of our friends, they were at a much higher level than me when it, I started and so I would kind of sneak my way into working out with those guys on the weekends and they would do a particular weight at RX and I would always have to scale it and I would do the same workout that they did just with less weight and I felt like kind of every week I'd be able to add a little bit more and kind of start to close that gap and uh, just after a few years I kind of was finally working my way up to being on the same level as these guys and in CrossFit, you can participate in the Open, which is kind of like everybody in the world can sign up the first round of competing to be able to make it to the CrossFit Games. And back in 2011 was the first year that I signed up for the Open. And 
there were not that many people that signed up for it then. This is kind of back when like you'd hear whispers of CrossFit, but not everybody knew what it was. And uh, I think that in the world, in our, in our region, I know I took like 140 something place and only like the top 40 qualify. So I was way off then if you look at a percentage of how many people had signed up and then just kind of slowly worked my way up in 2012, I came in like 20 something in the region. So I qualified for regionals, came in like the bottom of the pack at regionals, 2013 qualified for regionals again, and was actually pretty close to making it that year, but I still had some pretty big holes in my game and finished just outside of qualifying for the games in 2013. And then 2014, that was my year. I came in and locked that spot up. And um, it's, it's funny reflecting on it then. All I wanted to do was just qualify. I was like, that's it. Like, that's my ultimate goal. I want to make it to the games. I want to get the jersey that has my name on it with the CrossFit Games logo next to it, and I'll be satisfied. And as I'm sure you know that as you go through the process, your goals start to change and shift and, yeah. and become bigger. And so – it was not only now do I want to qualify, but okay, I, I, I'm actually doing pretty well. Maybe I want to, I want to do well. I want to come in the top 10. And then it turned into, wow, I'm, I was in first place at one point throughout the weekend of the, my first games in 2014. And that kind of blew me away. And I was like, maybe I can win this thing. And that has been the goal that I've been chasing for the last five years is to win the CrossFit games. Well, I'm over here just cheesing because you won the CrossFit Open, didn't you? Was that was that? I did. Yeah, yeah. So I that was a, a fun year in 2016. I was able to come first in the world in the Open, which is insane. Help. It's yeah, insane, I mean, dude. it's really cool. But that's all it is. Is it's cool. There, it's it's funny because um, it's kind of like in the NFL. I guess I'm trying to form an analogy here, but like you are on a team and you guys have like this amazing blowout game or you like crush somebody in the playoffs, but then you go to the Super Bowl and you lose. Everybody remembers the Super Bowl kind of. So I won the open. And then that year, ironically, I happened to have my lowest finish at the CrossFit games, which was 15th overall. And it felt like a, a wash. Like I was like, man, it doesn't even matter that I won the open because I didn't do well at the games. But looking back on it now, years later, for sure, it's cool to have finished hundred something in the world and then work your way all the way up to winning the whole darn thing. So because I'll there's like a hundreds of thousands of people that sign up for the CrossFit open and for you to be, I, I competed in the open in 2016 and I didn't be able to finish the workouts. <laughs> to win it, it's just insane. So congratulations. And this is something oh, I'm actually working on doing myself and with Sean and I and our marriage is like, it's really important to celebrate all types of wins, whether they're big or small and the CrossFit open, like finishing first that to you, that might sound like somewhat of a small win, but it's definitely something to celebrate. And uh, I I get your hesitation though. And this is, this is something else I want to talk about because as athletes, it's, it's so important to have goals and it's, it's really like, it's almost easy to set goals when you're an athlete because it's like tangible. Like, Hey, I just want to, I just want to power clean 350. Like there's always a match to it, but it's also easy to get lost in. um, It's, it's also easy to, to not, you know, put any importance in the wins that you have. Like, okay, so, Hey, I cleaned 300. That's a huge hurdle. Like, right. Don't, don't just like, just start looking forward to the next 310 or 315 that you're, they're shooting for. Make sure that you give yourself the credit to the, like, of what you just achieved or yeah, else I, I feel that. like it's easy to get discouraged because I call it this treadmill of, of goals, like this, this dream treadmill and mm-hmm. it can really exhaust you. I feel like, although it's really important to be ambitious and like you and I are both the type to just always dream. It's also important to realize like, Hey, no matter what I accomplish, if you won the CrossFit games, the next thing would be win it twice. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. just never enough. And it's, it's a difficult thing to navigate. And yeah, for sure. I think celebrating the small things is big time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's see. I, um, I, I read somewhere that your favorite lift is the snatch. And 2014, was that the year you graduated college? 2014, I graduated with my master's from University of Miami. So let's talk about that first. What made you want to do the master's program? You're, you're a strength, you're, you got your master's in strength and conditioning, right? Correct. Yeah. 
you know, it, um, it was an interesting process because, and it's funny, it ties back into that conversation I had with the kid about you, like, it was easy. You lifted, you lift so heavy. And he started saying also kind of, he was making excuses. He was like, I I just can't dedicate enough time to it. I'm in school and I've got homework. And I was like, man, I, I was the year that I qualified for the games. The first time was the same year that I graduated with a master's degree. Um, and anyways, just back to uh, 2013, I graduated undergrad in kinesiology from UM and they had a, an accelerated master's program. So it was one additional year and you get a master's degree. At that time, kind of in 2013, I was still chasing CrossFit, but it was not at the point where you, it seemed like you could be a full-time professional CrossFit athlete. Hmm. So I was still kind of hustling and, and working toward my degree and thinking that I would have to eventually get a job and still be able to pursue CrossFit on the side and so I decided to do the master's program thinking that I would be like a college strength and conditioning coach and that would mesh really well with being able to train and compete in CrossFit and ironically in 2014 it's kind of around the time that CrossFit blew up and I got my degree but then realized that hey I can dedicate myself full-time to this right now and kind of ride the wave and if someday I need to backtrack and dust off the degree, I'm sure I can. But for right now, I get to full-time work out. I can't – I mean, how many – what was your class load? And then you're also training hours and hours a day. That's got to be hard to balance. Yeah. Looking back on it and hearing other people talk about it, I'm, I'm sure it was pretty crazy. It didn't feel like it at the time. I think sometimes when you get put in a situation, you just adapt and you, like, have to do it. You know, you have no choice. Yeah. But I would – work out usually in the morning, go to class. I have so many memories of uh, specifically this chemistry class for some reason where I would leave the school gym. I could do some stuff over there, run across campus. Miami's so hot and I was already sweating and I would sit down in chemistry class next to whoever I sat down in soaking wet with sweat. I probably <laughs> smelled terrible, like taking my papers out and they're yeah. sticking to my arms because I'm all sweaty, but went to class, went back to the gym, would coach in the afternoon, a couple classes, and then train in the evening, go home, do homework, blah, 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 and do it all over again. So looking back, it seemed like a lot, but in the moment, it was just what I had to do and I got it done. Wow. What is your, uh, what is your training regimen now? Yeah. So now it feels so much more laid back that I almost feel lazy sometimes that <laughs> I really can like wake up, take my time in the morning. Um, I'll try to get over the gym at a, around 10 a.m. I'll do a two or three hour session, come back home, try to eat a little bit, get off my feet, and then go back for another evening session, three hours. And then I get to come home, make dinner, have dinner with Joanne, hang out with her and Max and call it a day. So I, I, do, I do get to, it's my schedule now is a little bit more set up for success and like fully around just being able to compete and be a professional athlete, which I did the air quotes because now it feels a little bit more comfortable to say that. But as you start to get into that world in a sport that is kind of new, it, it feels a little weird to say that you're a professional athlete. But I mean, I make a living off of it and do it full time. So that, that is what the title of it would be. Yeah, don't shy away from that at all, man. It is harder. I yeah. was crunching some numbers. It's, it's, it's harder to make the CrossFit games, I think, than the NFL. So you know don't put air quotes around that because it's like, i don't know about that i mean there's 3200 professional football players and there's only 40 guys that make it to the crossfit games and man it's brutal i'll tell you what yeah i don't know i mean i appreciate the sentiment but i imagine i, I was gonna say i've joked with my friend and manager Bijan recently that once I'm done with CrossFit, I would love to see if that skill set can carry over somehow into another professional sport. And we were kind of working the odds. I was like, NBA. He's, he's like, you have a negative chance of playing in the NBA, <laughs> um, which is unfortunate. But um, maybe football, maybe lacrosse. I mean, those are pretty sp skill-specific things. Like, I think my athleticism could carry over well, but it would take a while to learn, like, to relearn the way that, the the field and ball moves and I don't know I, I would be interesting I would be interested to figure out what the easiest sport to transition into would be out of CrossFit 
Yeah, I hate to I hate to agree with Bijan, but as far as the bass, you're five seven. Is that right? <laughs> as far the, I am, yeah. The, I looked it up. I was maybe like, the next Muggsy There are a couple other guys that are. Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> likely. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's so funny because when I first started CrossFit, I feel like I feel like this is so many people's experiences. I walked. I was like, I was like looking at the workouts of one of the CrossFit games that I saw in like August or whenever it is, and I was like, dude. I would freaking demolish that workout. Like sign me up. So I started <laughs> doing awesome. these workouts yeah. and then like, you know, you're, you're five minutes in and you realize, holy smokes, I've never felt my body like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, it's so interesting because CrossFit, you know, they call, they call this the, uh, the, the winner of the CrossFit games, the fittest man on earth or the fittest woman on earth. Right. Um, and I actually had a conversation with Katrin Davis daughter and it's really interesting to, to speak with her, but nice. I have a question for you is, do you think, do you think that uh, the winner of the, the, the Cathalon in the Olympics or the winner of the CrossFit games is an overall better athlete? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. And I think that that's probably the closest sport that you could compare the closest sports that you could compare each other to. Um, and I think I'm not a hundred percent sure what all the decathlon events are. I think a majority of them are track events, right? There's like certain distance running. They have the, running, the pole vault. Have, yeah. Is there any weightlifting? Is there anything that shows like a feat of strength in some way? I'm not, I don't think there is to my knowledge. There's not, it's all like kind of, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what your definition of fitness is, man. If you yeah. think that if you, I mean, those guys are strong for sure, but there are different measures of strength and, and some skill. And like, I don't know that gymnastics as much as I'm sure you guys love gymnastics and, and I do as well. Um, like being able to, to have the body control to do certain movements there. I, I think that shows a, a level of fitness, but I don't know. Overall, I, I, I believe that CrossFit is a, a pretty well-rounded approach to fitness in general, just because it takes into account the, the running, the weightlifting, the skill stuff, um, and hopefully everything in between. But yeah, it would be interesting to see if you took a CrossFitter and had them do a decathlon and a decathlete and had them do a weekend of CrossFit workouts to see how that would play out. Well, I, I, I personally have an answer. I think CrossFit athletes are probably the best athletes i mean just like you saw on that poster that made you want to sign up for crossfit a the just the physique that crossfit forces you into is amazing and yeah. i think the gymnastics portion of it like having those skills has been uh invaluable to me as a football player even just because like yeah i can imagine you know, just like learn i don't even know what the carryover is with a handstand but i think like my shoulder mobility has improved because I've been doing CrossFit workouts, which is like, totally. obviously there's a lot of carryover there with, with football. So I'm pretty partial to CrossFit myself. Um, I, so today we did Angie, you, you remember what Angie is so it's oh, hundred pull-ups, hundred uh, pushups, hundred sit-ups, hundred air squats. So it's nothing, yeah. but we, we were talking a little bit before uh, where anything body weight, I just really, really struggle with because. What are you down to now? You said you were two forty before. Now you're. Uh... I'm two thirty, and we're training okay. for the Boston Marathon, which has been. I saw that. Brutal. Uh, That's awesome. And I'm tr so I'm trying to drop weight like it's nobody's business, just because I'm worried about my knees, man. Like I've yeah. never run a marathon, but it's gonna be. I'm a little concerned. Um, so I'm trying to, and then with the open com coming up, you know, if I could walk in at two fifteen, I feel like. Uh, yeah, buddy. Great, but I, I, um did Angie today and I was really happy with the progression of my pull-ups. I got to tell you a story though. My first time doing Murph, I think, uh, I think I was like crushing it. I ran like a six twenty mile or something like that. Ooh. And I went straight into the pull-ups and I was like, I was like, dude, I'm doing really well. <laughs> but then I get into the push-ups, and I couldn't extend my arms. All right. Oh, so, okay. well, by the way, for those of you who don't know what Murph is, it's like probably the most notorious, one of the most well-known CrossFit workouts. Yeah, definitely. And it's, uh, it's run a mile and then it's hundred, hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, run another mile. Right. Correct. And then if you're, if you're a, feeling daring, you wear a weighted vest. If, I was just necessary. about to say, if you're a beast like Noah is, you wear a vest. Um, I did not, but 
I noticed that in my push-ups, I couldn't extend my arms. Huh. And uh, fast forward to that night and then fast forward to five days and I legit couldn't extend my elbow. Oh, no. And like the moral of the story is, A, it freaking was awful because it was so painful and uh, <laughs> I just wasn't ready for the load on my elbows. But B, yeah. like, fast forward to when I just did Angie and it's like the – you got full range. Let's see it. Yeah, I got. I'm here, man. Okay, <laughs> my man. Well, it's just cool. It's just cool the the tangible progress that you can see. In totally. Class. Yeah, so, I think that's why a lot of people love it is yeah. because you can see that progress. You know, if you you are very aware of what your peaks are and your um, yeah, all of the lifts and yeah. So as you progress and you get a new skill, I I remember teaching a girl over at Peak and she got her first Tota bar and she just freaked out and started crying and it's it's so cool that little things mean so much to different people but i think yeah. that's a one thing that really draws people in is being able to see and record that progress so let me ask you why do you love crossfit honestly i think that's probably why i loved it at the beginning because prior to that as i said before i was kind of just chasing the aesthetics you know i wanted to be jacked and ripped and I mean, there's not really much to track there, right? You can look at yourself and see, all right, I think I look a little different. If you want to get crazy with it, you can take some measurements of your your biceps or your muscles, but um, there's usually not as much regard held around like, all right, I'm I'm doing this weight dumbbells for my curls today. And when you go to CrossFit, there is so much new stuff to learn so I think that is kind of cool and exciting it's like a whole new world if you've been an athlete forever and you've never done CrossFit you can still learn this new stuff like all the Olympic lifts on the barbell the gymnastics stuff on the pull-up bar and the rings um and then yeah and you just you really see that immediate progress it's easy to get addicted to and to be on that treadmill in a good way like you were talking about the goals treadmill where you reach one but then it, the the number just jumps up and you're like all right now that I've done 100 pounds I want to do 115 pounds and it can kind of keep going in that way um and so yeah just the the seeing progress and hitting lifts that you never thought you'd be able to do is addicting um so I loved it for that reason that aspect of just getting fitter and stronger and being able to see it happen the aesthetics portion, luckily, because I was into that before, kind of follows suit. It's like a, a little added bonus to doing CrossFit. I kind of let go of wanting to do building stuff specifically for looks and would just do CrossFit for, for, for performance, but at the same time would be getting a little bit more muscular and defined and stronger. And so that was kind of cool. Um, and now, I mean, I, I love it for all of those reasons, plus so many more, like being able to have a living off of doing CrossFit and have met so many amazing people and to be able to share my story and have that maybe inspire some people and to be a part of a bigger community. I, there's a lot of really great stuff that I've gotten from CrossFit. Yeah, I, um, if you guys want to see an ideal physique then check out Noah. i, I linked his uh oh, his dang. Notes. <laughs> i appreciate that in olsen o-h-l-s-e-n amazing yeah. and you do such a good job at building that community so I've, I've been really really impressed with you and you mentioned like you're always trying to get back to people interacting whether it's positive or negative and i think that provides so much value especially you know like I look up to you as do the other millions of people that, that see you uh, on TV or on social media. And so I think, I think you steward that really, really well. And um, I'm continually impressed. Um, Thank you so much, man. I, I actually want to give you a compliment because I feel like being able to open up and be more vulnerable on social media is, uh, has been influenced by watching your stuff. And I, like you said, I, I look up to you as well and, seeing your journey and the way that you never gave up and finally kind of reached that pinnacle goal of being able to play in a game in the NFL. And I don't know, that hit me hard and, and allowed me to open up to more people and hopefully have more of an impact. So thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm honored. Uh, to, to close out the, the Murph story, if you don't mind, yeah, I, please. I had a, a workout with the Jaguars day five after Murph like a oh, random call no. and I still I went down there dude and my job <laughs> requires me to, to straighten my elbows and yeah couldn't do it I took like four Advil I was just trying to like Eesh. numb the pain 
but yeah. uh clearly like things were i fortunately still signed with them uh i'm not sure how much murph affected my performance positively yeah uh, man but yeah that's, that's gnarly i want to hear your uh it sounded like in your description of when you're answering what you love about CrossFit. And I, this is, this is uh, how it is with so many professional athletes. The, the love changes. Like it, at first it's like this excitement, like just like when I was starting with football, it's like, you see, you see all these all-stars and you like want to be under the lights and you want to be that guy that is on the trading card or whatever. And that's, that's the excitement and that's the love. And like, you know, you're, you're good at it starting out and then it transitions into like for CrossFit, you've already learned all the skills. And so that portion is kind of behind you. Now it's like this, it's like this different type of love. You're different. How has being a professional CrossFitter changed your relationship to the sport? Yeah, I, I agree with that, that the, uh, that it does change and evolve. And, and luckily there's, it's, it's a little less frequent, but there still are times when, I, I do hit a, a new PR and it's super exciting and that kind of motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing. So that, that little portion of the love is still there, but um, I think now just the, there, there are so many different pieces to it, but the, the opportunities that it's afforded to me, I'm super thankful for, and I love the sport for that. And then I think now just, becoming the best version of myself in that regard is something that is cool to be able to chase. Cause it, like you said, you've mastered all the skills and it's now like, all right, well, what can you do with those skills and how much further can you push it? If you've gotten to where you thought you wanted to be and now you're, you're going beyond that, like how much can you take that? And I think that's a, a pretty, um, I don't know the word for it, but that just makes you hungry and, and allows yeah. you to have something to kind of keep striving for no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, my relationship with like physical fitness has been just a roller coaster the past few years. When I was in college, actually all the way through college, I was absolute meathead, dude, just loved power. <laughs> like I was, I was all about weren't, it. Weren't we all though? <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. And then coming out of college, it's like, I took, I took two months off. The first time I got cut, I was just like in this funk and I didn't want to do anything mm. active. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that where it's just like, I don't even want to get off the couch. Like what's the purpose. And For I sure. realized after that two months, how much, like you spend your whole life training to reach a certain point at a, a physical level. And then you take two months off and like, it's a huge, it's a huge jump backwards, you know? And then you have to work yeah. probably six months to get back to where you to were just because that two month break. And so I'm like, I'm like, well, what's the point of, of this physical activity? It makes it even harder. Yeah. 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 And you lose it so quick. So it's just like easy to get unmotivated, but then like you realize as you get older, like it's actually important to like be functional and move and like have like it, it just affects the way you feel and like working out contributes so much to that. Um, so Absolutely. like hats, hats off to you. Cause, cause you would do it as well as, as anybody. Um, Thank you. But I mean, it's, it's easy for me. It's almost easier for me maybe than other people because it is my job. And so the, the time that I would spend probably going to work out if I was a professional in some other realm is kind of incorporated into my daily job. It's not fair. Like, the people that work the nine to five and they have to go then get a workout in because it is important for everybody, no matter what, to have some level of physical fitness. I get to like, that's just part of my job. So I don't know, I guess I'm, I'm lucky in that way. And I've got it easier than some other people may that have to struggle to squeeze it in. Yeah. Um, okay. So five times CrossFit games, absolutely insane. And every year the stakes have gotten higher it's gotten more and more difficult and this year it's an interesting uh year because they've changed the qualification i actually don't know what are your thoughts on that whole change from the open to yeah honestly you probably as much as we do it, it started <laughs> to be clarified a little bit more but when they first started announcing these changes it was very um i don't know it was kind of hearsay like they would little things were released that they were going to not have regionals anymore. And then 
um, finally, there are some official statements made. And as far as I understand it this year, rather than it being the open, then regionals, and then the games as kind of like the stepping stone to get to the games in the past, it's going to be the open. And they're cutting out that middle portion of regionals. So there are no more regionals. And in order to qualify from the games, you either have to take top 20 in the world in the open. So for some people, make the season easier because if you take top 20 in the world in the open before, you still have to go compete at regionals. Now, if you take right. top 20 in the world, your spot's locked in and you have a, a bigger chunk of time to really prepare just for the games. Hmm. Or, or, so in addition to taking top 20 in the world, if you win your country, if, if your country has an affiliate, and you are the fittest in your country in the open, you also earn a spot to the game. So that means there's going to be way more people at the games this year than in years past. Usually it's 40 men and 40 women. This year it's going to be around 200 men and 200 women. Wow. Yeah. And then the final uh, way that you can qualify, I guess there are two more, is that you can win a sanctioned event. So an event that CrossFit sanctions and says this is one of them. If you win that, you get a spot to the games. And then I heard that they were going to give out five wild card spots. And there, wow. there have been no details given on that. So I don't know if they'll invite out athletes from other sports to say, come and try to prove your fitness here. So or, you're saying there's a chance. Let's oh. go. You're saying there's a, a good, chance. I'll put in a good word for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a little bit different this year. And I'm curious to see at the end of this season how it all pans out. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting for sure. T talk to me about your experience at the games, just as a whole, when you reflect on those five uh, times you've been at the games, what is, what is your relation to that? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that I've ever been asked that question or taken the time to look at that five-year period kind of all together. Um, Thus far, man, it's been quite the journey. It's, there have been a ton of ups and downs. It's never been perfectly smooth. And obviously, I haven't won the games yet, and that's my goal. So I'm still chasing after that. And I think it's important with that being the case, like you said, to celebrate the small victories and still be able to be happy with other successes. Because if, knock on wood, for whatever reason, my CrossFit Games career ends and I've never won the Games, I don't want to look back at that whole thing as a failure and say, well, I never reached my goal, so it was all for nothing. I don't think that that's the case at all. I think that throughout those five years, I've grown so much as an athlete, as a person. Um, and yeah, man, I, I just want to continue to grow and hopefully someday achieve that goal. And if not, I'll find a way to transition into something that maybe feels more important to me than that current goal um hmm. yeah we shall see it it's i'm starting to have those thoughts not necessarily about not winning the games but when my athletic career competitive career within crossfit is over where do i want to transition and um I, I i know that i still have some good years left in me so i'm not there yet but i'm starting to find some other small things that i'm passionate about and that I might be able to have an impact in in another way when I'm not competing full-time. Do you mind sharing some of those? Yeah, and, and I don't have them fully figured out. So yeah. it's not like uh, I have this list of for sure this is what it's going to be. But um, I am learning to love people, which may sound a little bit weird, but the more that I've gotten comfortable in who I am as a person, the more I've been able to kind of be open and and learn to love and how to be loved. I think in the past I was very self-conscious and always worried about people thinking I was cool and acting a certain way. And now that I am who I am, I'm comfortable with it. I don't have to worry about that stuff. And I think in, when you're in like middle school and high school, it might not be cool to be nice to somebody else. Like if they're different from you and, and that's so silly now, I feel like no matter who it is, I love interacting with people and sharing smiles and hugs and stories. And that's been a, a cool transition for me to like open up my eyes and, and heart to more people. Um, part of that has just been my natural journey. Uh, another part of it has been going to church for the first time in my life within the past year. And wow. 
I'm still on that journey and figuring that whole faith thing out. But um, in the process, I've met some amazing people and they've really impacted me in a very positive way. So I'm thankful for that and figuring that out. But I, I think that in, to answer your question in the future, it's going to be hopefully something that impacts people in a positive way and spread some love and positivity and maybe a little bit of fitness mixed in there, some motivation and inspiration, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, I'll reiterate a couple of things. Actually, when I was talking about small wins, I was not talking about any of the wins you've had. Cause I feel like, you know, you winning the open and making the games five times, those were massive wins. So yeah, was not talking about that specifically to you. Uh, and then also, you know, your relation, the way you're able to relate to people really is impressive. And like immediately the first impression, um, this is our first time talking actually face yeah. to face quote unquote. Uh, but like you just, you give off this very welcoming vibe. So I'm, I'm excited to see whatever it is you transition into. I, I'm sure like coaching, I would love to get coached by you in CrossFit. Uh, but well, I'm excited thank to see you. what it is because it's going to, it's going to be really, really special. Um, last thing before we get to some fan questions, I've seen that you had some kidney stones, which has got to be awesome. so gnarly. You know, you have, you have a mustache. What, what do you feel like is the biggest <laughs> obstacle you've had to, to overcome with, uh, <laughs> with, you know, your, your path to success. I was kidding. What does the mustache have anything to do with that? Well, you know, (laughs) it actually, that has been quite a journey and I've overcome a lot. This is uh, (laughs) pretty weak. I would, maybe you could call it a goatee. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm experimenting. I don't know if we're there yet, man, but I'm the same way. This is like, this is like three days, bro. You and me both. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sorry. What was, what's the actual question? The biggest (laughs) obstacle that you feel like you've had to overcome whether that's physical or like something, you know, political within the structure of the sport or some emotional, like I I've, I've shared about my battle with anxiety and then like, you know, depression when I got cut. Uh, I'm wondering if you've ever experienced anything like that. Yeah, man. There have been a lot of small things. I think I, I don't do as good a job of seeing things for what they are. Um, I could go on a tangent here, but I usually just try to like stay positive and look at the positive stuff. And uh, I, I have had a lot of struggles, but I kind of overlook them and push past them. And I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but it seems like the most productive thing to do usually in my eyes. Um, but when I look back, there definitely were a lot of moments where I've had struggle and a ton. I mean, even Right now, I'm going through a tough family period. My parents are splitting up, and that's been really hard on us. Um, I have moved a ton. That's not really a struggle, but I was just talking to somebody the other day, like before the professional CrossFit thing kicked off, and I was still just finishing up college. I had moved to like from a dorm to somebody else's house to another roommate to another house, and then I for a little three month transitional period was living in my friend's garage that he had converted into a bedroom. And uh, all the while, like chasing that dream of trying to be a CrossFit Games athlete and graduate from school. And that was cool about that to look back on now. I I remember specifically one morning waking up in the garage and thinking, man, this really sucks right now, but I have faith that someday I will be in a position where I can help somebody that might be in my situation and be able to give back in that way and just see it all come full circle. So I don't know. Those are kind of like a bunch of little things that come to mind. I don't know if I've had that major struggle Um, building my strength. It was probably the hardest thing to do and the thing that took the most time for me to be able to be a CrossFit Games athlete. But I don't know, man, it's all good. Life is good. I, whatever the struggles were, I've, made it through them and sometimes it felt like I wasn't going to make it through and here we are talking so I got faith now that you're always going to make it through you know yeah I you have such a great story and I think you know your your journey to being 150 to being 190 and did I see you deadlift like 505 pounds or something like that that's absolutely man, come on 530 my I'm sorry I think I update <laughs> the stat sheets man that's yeah insane. yeah um like this this the the persistence through that is amazing. And I think, I think you voiced that really well. Um, so thank you. Are you ready for some fan questions here? Let's do it. 
All right. A lot of people excited about this interview. So cool. we got, let's see. Katie8Ireland8 wants to know how you stay motivated. You know, I wish I had the, the magic phrase or something. Like I had this go-to that I could give to somebody that they use all the time. That's one of the things that's always been really easy for me. Like I just kind of am hungry for getting better and succeeding. And so it's easy for me to get up and go to the gym. And for sure, like you said, I have had periods of time where I am discouraged and maybe not on track to reaching those goals. But um, I think as long as you dive in and stay committed to whatever it is and you like really are passionate about it, it, it should be easy to stay motivated. Great. B price 22 says that two days after a killer leg work, he can't walk. Right. What does he do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I've been there too, for sure. There have been a, a couple of CrossFit games where I was walking down the stairs sideways because my legs were so sore. Um, <laughs> I love man, those days by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, there are not many quick fixes. I, I the things that I, I usually just go with what feels good, you know, like, light stretching if you can um there are some devices out there that like electric stim i use the mark pro or uh like rolling your legs out gently when you can but um i think just staying hydrated and and movement actually this is movement is medicine you know like yeah. if you tweak something and you just let it simmer and build up it can get worse i think if you can work in like slow healthy movements that will usually help loosen stuff up and make it feel better on that note, what are, are there any tools that you use consistently like day in and day out that help you in, in your uh, journey? Like I, I'm, I use beyond the whiteboard and then also like uh hyper ice, their, their recovery machines, whether it's yeah, like, I've got one of those as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is there anything that you were just ride or die with? Um, not necessarily. And I would probably get in trouble with some of my sponsors for saying that they want me to use their stuff every day but um I don't know man my my routine has always been relatively similar and relatively organic like eat good food get good rest take care of your body um yeah I no no big secrets yeah just work hard yeah I love that um yeah okay we'll do we'll do two more here Nikki and Bailey want to know how you how you got sponsors as an athlete that was a fun process, actually. Obviously, it's really cool to start off kind of from a low level and have these brands and companies that you love the products of and have them, after a while of you doing well, reach out to you. And that's kind of the way it happened. I just started performing a lot. I would say that that is a big piece of advice to somebody that's just starting in CrossFit. I don't know if this carries over to other sports, but compete often. I get familiar with competing and then at the same time that's also going to kind of put your name out there and so once I got a little more recognition companies would start to reach out to me and I my first sponsor was 321 apparel back in the day it was like just very CrossFit specific and then I got a supplement sponsor and they've kind of changed and grown over the years and at this point now I'm fortunate enough that Bijan that I mentioned earlier is my manager and helps me kind of create relationships with companies with products that I really love and use all the time. So I've been very blessed to have some awesome sponsors over the years. So you were sponsored by Nike and Ramwad amongst others. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Ramwad. I got into it's it awesome, a huh? half ago and dude, it like, it changed, it changed how I am and as, a, as an athlete for sure. Yeah. That's all. It's so easy to stretch, but we rarely do it. Yeah. until you have a little bit of guidance and that's Ramwad's so easy to just like press play on the video and you can either watch the movements that these guys are doing or listen to it and kind of like numb out i know when i don't have Ramwad, i'm like oh, I'll, I'll stretch my quad for like a minute and then this one and all right i'm done but <laughs> yeah it's really easy to follow along yeah i agree I, I love it um that's awesome last question by leanne rose is which is more important diet or working out Ooh, dang. I think it depends on who you are as a person. And I I hate to say that because that's not like a specific answer. But (laughs) I think for me, 
the working out portion is more important than my nutrition because I'm getting my nutrition dialed in now. I just started working with a company in Australia called The Method and I've got an awesome coach who's helping me like figure out my macros. But I could honestly probably get away with eating not very good food, not very often and training really hard and still doing well. Like I, I would probably feel worse. Like I'd be tired and grumpy, but I think I could still have the same physique and perform relatively well. Whereas if I didn't work out and just crushed rice and chicken and broccoli, I don't know that I would feel as physically good as I do from getting a workout in. So for me, it's a little bit more workout, less nutrition, yeah. but I think that that scale slides back and forth for different people about how many calories do you eat a day i'm curious it's not absurd i'm no michael phelps for sure but um <laughs> i i would i get about five thousand calories a day so somewhere around 500 grams of carbs about 200 grams of protein and 100 grams of fat wow and you just stick to macros pretty much is that your method yeah for the most part and uh, uh, within the macros i try to keep it relatively healthy but yeah. um I posted a little thing on my story during Super Bowl Sunday. I had a Cheeto donut burger. So that was a little bit. Uh, it kind of sounds the, gross, but I'm into it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was. It was good and bad at the same time, but it's over now. Yeah. Um, it's over now. Yeah, I made it through that. But uh, I don't Yeah, for the most part, I'll try to eat healthy, but then definitely um, allow myself to have some fun whenever the opportunity presents itself. That's great. I, th I think something is that gets lost as an athlete is like this sense of balance, whether that's with like your time commitments or with your diet, like it's just so easy to get like, cause I mean, and it's part of partially necessary to just dive all in and freaking be extreme with it to, to mm -hmm. like that type of goal. But uh, it sounds like you have a good, good balance. So I'm impressed. Uh, I want to transition. You. you have a lot going on. Obviously you're still, you're still competing, still killing it. Um, you also have uh, you have your own website, and we've we've talked about uh, just I think your presence on social, whether it's your YouTube channel, your Instagram, or um, your your website. You have this happy but hungry um, program, and I think just all across the board, you do a great job. But can you tell us about what this happy but hungry is? Yeah, thank you for that. By the way, I'm still working on trying to kind of branch out and make sure that all platforms are getting love, whether it's the website and the program, YouTube or the Instagram, but, um, the happy, but hungry thing. I don't know if you can see it. I very see it clearly right, there, right behind yeah. Me. yeah. That was actually a housewarming gift from our realtor that helped us find our first little home here. And that was something that came to me naturally just in a conversation with my coach. He was talking about how one of my training partners who, is a stud his anger to fuel his training like he just has this built up like aggression and he uses that in his training and keep my coach was saying that it's really funny that I'm quite the opposite like I'm always happy and goofy and smiling and lighthearted and somehow I still am able to train at the same level as this other guy and I, I just literally in conversation I was like yeah man I don't know what it is I'm happy but I'm still hungry and I was like oh that's that's kind of cool. I that could be that. something. And it turned into something. I was like, although I am happy and I love what I'm doing, I'm not content and I'm not going to just sit back and enjoy it and not continue to strive to be better and enjoy it even more. So that's kind of my thing. Like enjoy what you're doing and love it, but always strive to do a little bit better. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that perspective. I also want to give, you know, Maximus the golden a little, a little time in the spotlight. Yeah. You guys want to see him real quick? He's been laying down under my feet the whole time he's so cute aren't they oh, so cute when they sleep sometimes dude sometimes that's that's the best. i can't believe he's 100 pounds yeah he's a big dude look he's at him guy. smiling uh maximus also has an instagram and is a i think he works out with you every day is that right he does he he does a little bit more hanging out than working out for the most <laughs> part. but uh yeah he's with the gym he's at the gym with me every day which is awesome that's all. I, I, I wish I could bring Nash to my gym. I don't think they'd, uh, they'd like that too much, but yeah, um, let's close out and talk about the goals that you have now. And you mentioned you're still chasing after, uh, winning the CrossFit games. Uh, is that the one sole thing that you're focused on? Is there anything else that supplements that or? 
Yeah, for sure. That's my, the, the pinnacle, you know, that's the ultimate goal that I've been chasing the last five years and kind of will continue to chase until what point I'm not sure, hopefully until I achieve it and then we'll see what happens. But um, surrounding that, I have some other micro goals that I don't have written down and fully figured out like we were talking about before, but um, yeah, just, I mean, continuing to, to build my brand and put out good content that is relatable and can be inspiring to people is important to me being able to connect with people and figure out what I can do with that. Um, I, I think, yeah, those are the more sloppy goals. Like they're not as easy and specific as saying I'm going to win the CrossFit games, but um, those are other things that are important to me. And maintaining my relationship is, is a big goal for me with Joanne, like continuing to build that, grow that with my parents and family and friends. And I don't know, those are all very important things to me. So constantly trying to make those better. Exciting times in the life of Noah. Uh, we always close with, with giving uh, you an opportunity to share three pieces of advice um, that you've learned in your journey. And that could be, you know, CrossFit, CrossFit specific or, you know, this, this new revelation that you have with loving people, whatever that is, uh, the floor is yours to share three pieces of advice. Ooh, cool. I like it. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is kind of the first thing that really impacted me in a big way when I started doing CrossFit. And it's the phrase, nothing replaces hard work. There was a little piece of paper up in the back room of the gym it was literally just printed out. All it said is nothing replaces hard work. And I feel like that hit me hard because up until that point, I always just kind of went with the flow and I did school because I had to, and I wanted to do well, but I don't know that I understood the concept of hard work and really like growing and building something by diving into it and committing your time to it. And I think that that can go for any walk of life, whether it is sports and you're wanting to get better at CrossFit or football and, I'm sure you could agree that committing fully and working really hard toward that one goal. Sean could probably say the same thing about gymnastics. Like she, I imagine had to work incredibly hard for so many hours yeah. to get to being a gold medal Olympic gymnast. Um, but yeah, nothing replaces hard work has been really big for me to finally understand what that meant. All right. Number two, I, I kind of already touched on it, but I think the the fact that like being nice is cool and being kind and loving to people um that is something that is really important to me and something that I'm learning a lot more of. just sharing a smile with somebody that you may not have in the past like really I think if you tell yourself that you are a certain way and you want to be a certain person like I want to be I want people to see me as a nice guy and I think that reinforces the fact that all right well if you want to do that then you have to be nice to everybody. And the guy that's walking past you with his head down or like normally most people just, I think walk right past each other and don't say anything, but to just every single time you pass somebody say, Hey, give him a smile. Just say hello. Um, maybe try to ask him a question without being like too creepy or weird and taking it too far. But just really simple, subtle kindness, I think goes a long way for people. Number three. So the concept that happiness is a choice, I think, is a big thing. And my, a friend of mine, Scott McGee, who actually used to run the Wadcast podcast, has been putting up a bunch of inspirational things. And he put a quote the other day that I wish I could reference now, but I think I would ruin our feed if I went <laughs> digging for it. Um, and it said something like, happiness is a choice and happiness won't come to, happiness can't come to you it has to come from you and I think a lot of people kind of wait to be happy and and allow the circumstances to dictate their level of joy and and I know that that's important for sure I'm not discounting that your circumstances can have a big impact on your mood but I think that if you can make the conscious choice to say yeah there's some some stuff going on but I want to be happy and I'm going to be positive and that's more important to me I think taking that step of making the choice is the first step to allowing yourself to really be happy. Noah, I, uh, I, I really am convinced that, that I found a new friend and Boom. those are awesome closeout words. And I appreciate the Love time it, that you, that you've given us. Um, I look forward to more conversations with you. 
Yeah, truly my pleasure, man. I hope we definitely can stay connected now. Homies. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you found today's interview valuable, there are a lot of ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can also share it with your friends on social media, blogs, or on your own podcast. And please head over to my website at www.andrewdeast.com for more information and to request your favorite celebrity, entrepreneur, athlete, or anyone else who inspires you. Feel free to connect with me directly on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew D. East. And thank you again. We hope to see you next time on Redirected. Redirected.